James 1.21 Therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. I didn't go to church for years. I'm an ordained minister. I grew up in the church. But ever since I left my job as a youth pastor, it was tough to go back. I love football. I love to sleep in. I would like a weekend off. I can't sit through that boring service. I used all the excuses. I don't need more corporate worship in my life. I spend most of my weekends at church gatherings and church events. When I'm home for the weekend, it's kind of nice to sit back and relax. For the first four years of my walk in full-time ministry, it was tough to attend church. Rarely would I tell people that I did not go to church, but the few times I did, I almost always got the same reaction, concern. People were concerned for my family and me. They chimed in with their opinion on the subject, not because I asked for it, they just gave it. It didn't matter that I know every rendition of Lord I Lift Your Name on High and have heard and given more messages from the pulpit in four years than many people will in their lifetime. You don't go to church, they'd say, shocked. And the people asking me this question were the ones who would never allow me close enough to them. But they go to church. Why didn't I go to church? The reason was simple. I didn't want to. But one day I decided I would go because church is not about me, right? It's not about what I like, what I, want, what I want to sing, what I wish I could hear, and how short I wish the service was. Sure, I've grown some. I have a family now and a wife who spends more time at home on the weekends than I do and who wants to connect with people other than just her husband. Bottom line, I decided to go back to church to be a part of the solution. To borrow an analogy from sports, you can't get anything done when you're not on the field. The bench, the sideline, and the on-deck circle are a lot different than the court, the field, and the plate. I've been a part of two new church communities in the last three years. I don't agree with everything they've done, but I don't have to. As I said, church is not about me. It's about all of us. I'll admit it. I have a hard time with most Christians. Most make me sick. The toothy grins, the mixed bag of fake and highly suspect promises. I love the church but hate its politics. I love the gathering, but hate the process. I love the principles, but I hate the personalities. Sinful thinking? Absolutely. I acknowledge it, and more times than not, I'm asking forgiveness for it. I pray God helps me through this crap. I pray for love in my life. I pray my heart softens to all His children. I pray that I will see you the way Christ saw me when He went to the cross. I first saw Christ when I was a teenager. I will spare you the details. But here's the nutshell version. I fell flat on my face when I was 18, drug-addicted, alcohol-soaked, and morbidly morbid. Christ knocked, and with the little energy I had, I opened the door. It was hard, painful, joyful, crappy, funny, exhausting, and peaceful. I was changed forever through very little effort. All I did was lay down my life for a God I still have never seen, never touched, and never met in person. Crazy, right? For those of you who think Christ was the inevitable last stop for a guy prone to addiction, you're right. I know the argument. I also know that very few of you believe that only the shallow, weak-willed people of the world fall in love with Christ. That's true, too. I'm quite content these days. In fact, I'm unbelievably peaceful. I no longer search for the next great thing to make me happy or get me going. I no longer yearn for things to make me satisfied. I am completely at peace with God. Please note again, I'm at peace with God. That's important to know because while I'm at peace with Him, 
I am not completely peaceful with all the human beings around me, and some of them I don't even know. The bottom line is that God the Father has filled me with His Spirit, and I'm adjusting as I go. I'm a sinner and a Christian. Sometimes those words are reversed in my day-to-day existence, but for the most part, that's what I am. I'm on a quest to understand my human condition in relation to my spiritual condition. Basically, I'm just like you, if you also care about a guy who hung bloody on a cross. Here are a couple of questions. How can a porn pastor and a self-proclaimed street theologian have an opinion about the organized church? How can God take two sharp, edgy, politically incorrect voices that have a penchant for all things offensive and do anything with them? We ask ourselves the same questions. We wonder why we talk about the things we do, why we resent the things we do, why we have to be involved in some of the most insane things going on.